The world is ever changing and sometimes we just need a helping hand. Hey, it's one more about the Rama. New apps here, new tech there, it's all very exciting. But it's nice to have something you can count on. Like insurance from State Farm. ¿Tienes preguntas sobre tu seguro? Con State Farm puedes llamar a tu agente o conectar con ellos. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're anything like me, you're booked and busy. From family duties and work responsibilities to catching up on your favorite shows and podcasts. Yes, like Wrestling with Freddie. With me, Freddie Prince Jr. With all the responsibilities we have, it's always nice to have someone in your corner. That's why State Farm is there for you with your auto and home insurance needs, helping you protect the things you love and helping you save money. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. State Farm, proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Hello. I've not been here for a while. You might have forgotten me. How dare you? I'm Luke and I run CustardTV.com. Joined as always by my faithful podcast companion. Not even sickness can tear him away. It's Matt. How are you? I am here and I'm here every week. And I did like this week when you tweeted out the podcast, you immediately mentioned yourself before... Me and Sophie, who actually did the podcast. Do you actually week. share it? I do, no, I no, do, and I, I, I do to the extent that the week you missed me off the tweets, yeah. I went, oh, did he put the podcast out this week? Oh, yes, he did. Oh. He just missed me off the tweets. Okay, so this will be interesting. <laughs> will I deliberately miss him off again when this one goes live? You'll have to wait and see. Also here this week, back by my demand, not popular demand. It's uh, Will Barber Taylor. Well, it's glad to be back, even if it's only Luke who has demanded me to be back. Well, yeah, I it, feel... I mean, there's well, going to be a slump in the listenership. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you're back as well, Will, but I don't have any Same. you know, decision-making skills yeah, here. Yeah. It's all Luke. <laughs> well, whenever you're on, I do do the same gag about you having three names, because it yes, does you do. fascinate me. Have you decided yet what you're going to be when you're older, when you've got hairs and everything? <laughs> well, I mean, be? I have got I have got hair now. I'm not... He's got a lot of hair <laughs> on his head. Stop bragging. <laughs> you said that, it made it sound as if I was No, I just thought when you hit hair. puberty, what would you like to be? Uh, well, I quite enjoy doing this, so maybe doing this. No, you can't make anything <laughs> from this. <laughs> Nobody pays me for this. I mean, people probably would pay you to stop, in all honesty. Well, I have an occasional <laughs> week off just to give people a break. No, because I was thinking not to go on about the three names, because that's what I always yeah. do on the pod. But that you, is what you are, you're already a firm of solicitors in my mind. <laughs> a lot well, of people have got three names, well. though, Luke. Why, no, why is not, it so I speak to on a semi-regular podcast basis, they haven't. He could be his own barbershop quartet, and I feel that that is... If he doesn't no, he do couldn't. it, it's a waste. It could be his own barbershop trio. What's your middle name, Will? Trevor. There you go, there's your quartet. <laughs> there's the quartet. <laughs> but he's not double... Ba- there are some people who are double barrel, double barrels. I'm not that. I know we talk about this every time, but how often does it does it get mentioned to you? When you're not to talking on- to us on the podcast. <laughs> to be honest, never. <laughs> Again, you say us. I've not got... I, it's not me who's always bringing this up, Will. It's just Luke. No, I know it is Luke. I know it is Luke. 
Because you see, the thing is, Luke doesn't really talk to people much outside of this forum. So it's, so this is you like, know, it's thrilling for This him. is like community service to me. Feels oh, like man. community service for me. Luke and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. Mr. Three Named and Matt and I will be discussing <laughs> Channel 4's new acquired Scandi drama close to me I was getting mixed up with close to you but it's close to me isn't it uh, and yeah and don't get not chuckle with... bothers routine <laughs> or too close which was on earlier in the year wasn't yeah. it either way during the pandemic none of those shows should yeah. be on really yeah. <laughs> should be six feet away from me or proof of vaccination <laughs> Actually, that would be quite a good name for a show, Proof of Vaccination. Really? Because yeah. you've got the three names. I know you're not going <gasps> to crack it. Sorry, I, I, I won't mention this again. Can I do the edit this week? <laughs> I know, I know you, you're not in the bracket. You're not unwell. You're not the right age group. Yeah. But you should really get the booster jab. Three names, three jabs. <laughs> I really think. I Well, anyway. I mean, I'm not sure, to be honest, but it would necessarily be something that the NHS would agree to, but I can always ask to see if Call that's... Call 111, uh... just see. Because whether... <laughs> that's three letters. That's three things together. <laughs> Although I can't see him, I can just imagine Matt sitting in the corner seething. Yeah, while... He's seething. I don't need the webcam on to know that. So close to me, the tower on ITV, and uh, I've got Will on here basically because... He's written a great piece about Channel 5's latest drama, Del Gleesh, and we're going to delve into the first episode of that. What do you want to start with, Matt? We normally discuss this before I hit the button. I mean, I you've been off for really, so long. There's not really a headline, is there, this week? Should Traditionally, we, do... we normally do the big channel thing first, which I suppose will be the tower. But The tower, yeah, that's yeah. what I was, I was thinking, and now he's going to say, Matt, you set this up for us. <laughs> God, he's psychic, isn't he? Matt, you set this up for us. This is based on a book called Postmortem by Kate London. It stars Gemma Whelan as dear Sarah Collins. Uh, the opening scene is her arriving uh, to a tower block alongside her colleague Steve Bradshaw. When they arrive, they find two bodies there. There's a 15-year-old girl and a police officer. They, they then ascend to the top of the tower. They find another young police officer, Lizzie along with their boss, Kieran, and a five-year-old who they say that, that Lizzie has rescued, the 15-year-old Farah has kidnapped Ben, and that's why the police were there. But when Steve and Sarah start their investigation, they find sort of gaps in the story. We also get Luke's favourite, the flashback. And, and, and sort of in between that, Lizzie also runs away rather than answering the questions. I should say this is over the next three nights on ITV. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Mon- night. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, three again. Oh, um, well, let it go. Let it drop now. <laughs> I was also going to mention, and I might as well now, that all three of these are based on books. So that's another three. Oh, um, my God. That's, <laughs> oh, my, now I'm terrified. <laughs> uh, so I thought it, it, was, it was all right. Uh, that, that, that's really the extent of my opinion. I wasn't actually overawed one way or probably 
watch the other two episodes when they come out, but more just because it's something that's on and is vaguely diverting. The thing that it did make me think of more than the actual um, episode was because, of course, it starts, as you mentioned, with the death of a long-serving um, police officer and, and the death of, um, of a 15-year-old uh, um, as well, is it reminded me of um, an episode of Blue Murder, the Caroline Quentin vehicle from many, many years ago. Mm. I don't which... think anyone would have predicted that you would have said <laughs> I did. Me and Will are on the same wavelength here. It reminded me of an episode of Blue Murder uh, called uh, Steady Eddie, in which yeah. uh, Caroline Quentin uh, meets someone who she was training with, who she used to train with when she was um, first starting in the police, who was still a serving police officer, and he's called um, Steady Eddie because he's like the, seen as the most reliable police officer that there is, you know, really steady. And um, he gets killed in the middle of um, transporting... Spoiler! A... Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, well, I mean, he's been, out, he's been out for nearly 20 years, so I think most of Someone might be working their way through on ITV3 or something, yeah. if it's, it sounds like... All right, all right, all right. Spoiler. <laughs> the, the, the character Steady Eddie uh, dies, <laughs> and, the, and the, the, the whole um, basis of the episode afterwards is Caroline Quentin and um, Ian Kelsey and the, the rest of the um, the, ca the cast of, 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 of Blue Murder attempting to find out why he was killed. And it reminded me of that because... That was a very long-winded way of saying it's similar to that Blue Murder episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry for being a bit long-winded. But the, but the reason that he reminded me of so much was in the tower, the police officer is killed. We get the impression that quite a few people like him. He's a long-serving police officer. But we don't actually get to see him. And we don't actually get to see him really, you know, as a serving police officer. And there isn't as much build up as there is in the Blue Murder episode where <laughs> we see and as an active police officer. We see why people respect him, why people like him. And then spoiler, <laughs> he gets killed. By the way, that was a spoiler from 2006. <laughs> yeah, I was you're... just going to say, he's like... <laughs> there are also um, five episodes on ITV Hub of Blue Murder, but not that one. Okay, oh, not well, that one. Well, that one's been spoiled now anyway, isn't it? <laughs> but the point I was trying to, <laughs> trying to make is I didn't think that the tower made me be as invested in the death of the police officer as the Blue Murder episode did, because it was like it just started sort of like mm. in medium res. He, he'd just been killed. They were just going to the scene. Oh, he's dead. There's a five-year-old there for some reason dressed as a bear. I don't think we ever got any explanation as to why he's dressed as a bear. It, it, it just didn't have the same sort of like um, motivation for me as a viewer to to feel, oh right, well I, I you know, I'm invested did, in these characters. Did you feel like you got that when they showed him in the flashbacks? Kind of. It's, it's almost sort of like my felt... view is Will that it's almost too yeah. late by then. When yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm almost too late. Well, it feels like it was kind of like tacked on, sort of like at the end, in 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 a way, almost as if to say, oh well, we've killed um, this character, um, we've we've set that up. That's the that's the start of it. Oh, let's show what he was like beforehand. And you think, well, really, wouldn't have it been better to show even just like a a, a bit of what he was like as a character before he gets killed. So we can feel a bit of the empathy dead. that the, the characters around yeah. him are supposed to feel. I don't understand exactly. this need we have in television in 2020 and 2021 to show things on shuffle. Why we can't just <laughs> go from A, B, C, D, I just have no idea. I didn't finish this. 
I didn't finish it. I got to the um, I got to the last break um, before, so it would have been like eight minutes left or something. But I just found it so dull. I did, it was a real <laughs> slog. I didn't care about any of it. The dialogue wasn't engaging. The characters were really off-putting. I couldn't really understand what I was supposed to feel empathetic about or be invested in. It, it's just one of those instantly forgettable shows that makes me resent having to do the podcast because there is no merit in watching this show. You can't go into it with, with deep analysis or talk about it with a great deal of fondness or delve into the characters' backstories or what does all this mean. It's just a banal, bland ITV drama that I will forget instantly and have no recollection of. I mean, I agree with Will, really, that it, it, it was okay. You I know, think you're going to go with the blue murder analysis again. <laughs> no, nothing nothing offensive or, you know, I, I enjoyed Gemma Whelan's central performance. Yeah, I didn't. I, dis, I, I disagree. You've had your say. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> I didn't mention that and I didn't enjoy her central performance. I just found oh, okay. everybody in it was really cold and really aggressive and mm. really abrasive. And that is an instant turn-off for me. It's one of those sort of, as Luke was alluding to, like disposable ITV dramas, really. But people, mm. you know, it's one of those things where people come home from work, look, what's on, oh, there's this new thing, it's on three nights over ITV, let's watch it. I, w- I was uh, thinking know. of that. I was thinking mm. of that, because you use that anonymous term a lot. And I don't think those mm. people exist to the same degree. I think they do. I, I think they do. It. I work with some of them. Well, but on they're, the whole, they're older. They're older people. They're not of like mm. the younger generation. But there are people. You know, they're the people sort of our age and older still do do that. I don't. You know, and I work with people who do and say, oh, you know, we watched this yeah, last I night. Work it's with on those for... people. There's nothing in this that is. Well, no, but they enough. wouldn't be invested. But you know, it's something to have on. It's not. Not all TV is made as sort of like a, a masterpiece as art. But Some you're of it is made about it like it's classic FM, so you may as well have <laughs> yeah. that on in the background. Yeah, why not? But people like to have the TV on, and the, you know, let's let's have this on all week. You know, we had what was it, the long call on last week or the week yeah. before? What was the one we we talked about? Uh, the drive one, Hollington, Hollington Drive. drive. I mean, you're brilliant with titles, so the fact you can't remember it, I mean, it will be... But next it... time Gemma Whelan is in something, we'll go, the last thing she was in was... Um, mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, that tower thing. But I but... I mean, I, I I, think it was... An, it, there was things that they could have done to make it more interesting. You know, you had this family who'd come over from Libya and they didn't really touch mm. on, on that. There was that fear of them being deported and that's why they didn't want to engage with the police. That was sort of just touched on you know Gemma Whelan's character is gay and her her former partner is now having a baby with someone else and that's just mentioned in passing I mean I liked her and Mm. the young actress who played Lizzie everyone else was like bizarrely Mm. cast like Carl Davis was playing the boss and I'm like he's about 15 isn't he they put some (laughs) they put some bits of grey in his hair to make him look a bit older, but you know he's—I'm used to him playing like younger characters, like he was Sarah Lancashire's son, wasn't he? In, in Happy Valley, and 
Emmett J. Scanlon as, as the boss of these officers who were involved in it. He was just really sort cheesy. of scowling really and growling <laughs> the entire time. These sort of disposable dramas that you can watch in one go and, and you know, they're not going to offend anyone, but they're not going to light your world on fire and you're not going to be- remember them. But sometimes entertainment is disposable. You know, it's not, you're not looking for everything to be you know, on your list of the favourite shows of the year. I'd like more things to be on that list than they've been on it. I was was Mm. thinking the other day, if I was still stubbornly saying to you, I'm not going to watch American stuff because I just can't, for whatever stubborn reason I could come up with, I would have virtually nothing Mm. on the best of the year list in the UK. And We we used to do a UK list and then a foreign list, the top ten of each. Those days are gone. What a shame. When you lived in the States and you were very much, I love British drama, is there stuff that you, you were sort of trumpeting then, try, you know, that you would now you look back on and go, that was no. a load of tosh? No, because the things I liked then, I still like now. Funnily enough, mm. like Blue Murder. I don't, know what the, <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect this to be quite so Caroline Quentin-centric, but the thing that made that work was that she was just a normal human lady who happened to be a police officer. There was mm-hmm. warmth, there was compassion, but there was, I mean... Were they doing ca- these sort of, like, two yes. or three parts? And were you getting those? Were you enjoying those more? Because that's... Di- they, Blue Murder's, di- Blue Murder's different. It's a series. Now yeah. it's it's more... You get more of these, I suppose, now than you did back then. You got, like, your full series, didn't you? And I suppose the, that's the difference I, I, now. TV used to do really good, like, two-part thrillers with big names like Sarah Lancashire, <laughs> Caroline Quentin, <laughs> Amanda Redman, you know, uh, Alan Davis, you know, all these sort of ITV names. They, they did a brilliant one that I wish more people had seen, with Leslie Sharp and uh, the late Helen McCrory called Carla, which was one of the best things I've seen ITV ever do. So they did do that. But, but even in the US, I wouldn't have gravitated towards this. No. Because it's too pulpy. It's it's just not me. Can you understand that there are people who will watch this and like this? Or no, you just can't <laughs> imagine no. people. No, no I, right. don't, I don't want to no know these people. people. Exist. Well, no, because I, I don't think they do. Because I think people are more savvy now. And I think ITV keeps I think making the, people of the same thing. In our sort of, you know, the the TV sort of Twitter bubble that we live in, yeah. you know that yes, you're right, but just sort of the general people who who just watch what's on. These, and I know, these old these older people, how much older are they than say your brother? I don't know. It depends. I, I'm not sort of of age because there are older people who watch Netflix and there are younger people who. Yeah. What, but it is a, it's an older demographic, definitely, because these are people who sort of don't pay attention as much to the streaming services yeah. that younger people do. And it, what I what I would say is, you know, that, that Netflix, like I just mentioned, behind her eyes, they and the Stranger, yeah. they do make they stuff do like this as well. Dramas too, yeah. And so, again, I, and I don't like those. People will watch this, you know, because it's on and because it's on over three nights. They can, you know, they can get the full story in one week, but. You know, we sort of generalise from okay to it's the most horrible thing in the world. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. The Tower, as Matt says, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 9pm on ITV. Let's go in chronolo- chronological channel order and go to Channel 4 next. This is their new acquired drama 
close to me. Now, my understanding is that this has come, bizarrely, from a Scandi streaming service, a Viaplay original, and I know that that is a, a streaming service in the Scandi lands. Um, so this is six episodes, started on Sunday. It centres around Joe Harding, who is a woman who has the perfect life with her partner, played by Chris Eccleston, until she falls down the stairs, collapses, and wakes up in hospital, and all all her memory is sort of wiped. The last thing she can remember is her son going off to uni. That's the last thing she can really remember. And when she comes to and is gone back home, everybody is acting really strange around her. Christopher Eccleston's character, Rob, her partner, is keeping things from her. He says that the dog that she loves is staying with a neighbour but then she finds out the dog had died he says that he'd never put her her elderly father in a home and then she gets a phone call from a home and a really aggressive uh, conversation occurs with her father she can't find her mobile phone anywhere with all her pictures on it there's somebody uh, working in the garden that Connie wonders whether she's had an affair with so it's this really Joe, Joe, Connie's the actress Joe, Connie's the actress. She's really disorientated throughout. There's the idea that she's been lied to. Her son, Finn, is apparently missing because everybody's really quiet about his whereabouts. Christopher Eccleston's character, Rob, is revealed, does have access to her phone, but he's an emotional wreck as well. And it's... it's This... Now, going back, sort of stamping over all my point, this is the sort of show that my mum will probably eat up, but I just found, I just thought I'd seen this all before. This is going to sound like a bit of a, um, a repeating record, but I thought it was okay. Sort of like They might start was... using you for the poster quote, you know, Will. <laughs> Everyone in it was okay, but it, it didn't seem particularly um, compelling. But one, one of the things no. I thought was interesting about your intro, uh, Luke, is you're saying that, you know, that this is a character who has got sort of like the perfect life and then she has the um, the accident and um, loses a, a, a year out of her memory. But, of course, when it starts, we just see her, you know, yeah, having the had floor. the accident on, on the floor. So it's a bit like... We don't right, see oh, the life she had. But... I can understand why they did it in this way, because obviously there's a twist about what's happened in the in the, the last um, year of her life leading up to um, the accident. But it just felt a bit like, oh, right, so she's had this accident and... You know, obviously it's, it's a horrific accident and she's going to take time to um, get her memory back and be, be able to be as she was before. But it didn't feel enough of a sort of like an intriguing um, grip in a way to sort of like make me feel, oh, yeah, this is something I really want to find out why she has had this um, accident. What's happened, you know, as you said, with the with um, with the father and with the son, it, it just it, it, it just felt like it was there and it was happening and I was sitting there and watching it going, oh, okay, so that's well, happened. I, 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 use this that's a lot. I, I use this a lot. If when a TV show is good, I feel immersed and when something like this is on, I feel like I'm watching it behind a pane of glass and I think that's what you're referring to. It was just yeah. on, you were there, but you weren't really in the yeah. same room. And I should say as well, it has voiceover from from her mm. trying to make sense of anything. But weirdly, mm. it doesn't sound like her voice. 
I don't even know which country we're in. Are we in England? Are we in London? You know, they don't. That's the same it. country, Luke. I know that. <laughs> I know that. I'm, I'm still a bit ill, but I mean. Well, we were on the coast. I can tell you that much. Okay. Because all the mermaids came at the end. I think my mum will like it, but I think she'll find all the the little aside bits really off-putting. And for me, I just I just felt like I'd seen this before. I couldn't tell you where. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of the IC. Deck your home with Blinds.com. DIY or let us install. Free design consultation. Plus free samples and free shipping. Blinds.com invented a better way to buy custom high quality window treatments with no showroom mockups or waiting around for quotes from pushy salespeople, saving you time and money for the holidays with upfront pricing right on our website. Go right now to Blinds.com. Satisfaction guaranteed. Satisfaction guaranteed. Shop Blinds.com's Green Monday sale. Get up to 45% off plus doorbuster deals. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. But I've definitely seen an amnesia drama like this before. And it just it added. No, it, <laughs> you, you, you've seen an amnesia it. drama like this, but you can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember it. Couldn't tell you when or where <laughs> I was. <laughs> well, I've definitely seen it. You walked yourself into that joke, then, didn't this you? Definitely a plot. <laughs> this is definitely an overused plot we've seen before. Mm. Christopher Eccleston with his slicked back hair, and I thought, what are you doing in this? You're much better <laughs> than any of this. What are you doing there? I think. I mean, yeah, you say that. I remember they did this in Neighbours once with Susan Kennedy where she slipped on some milk and thought, it, you know, she'd lost 20 years of her life and thought she was a teenager. See, it's uh, not even an original idea then. No, no, no. <laughs> I, d- I don't understand why Channel 4 have bought this. You know, they've done... Mm. It's a, They've done a lot. Their drama department have done well. You know, they've done... It's a scene that did help. We had mixed. This was an a- this is an acquisition, isn't yeah, it? Rather yeah. than yeah. something that they've made. It's like you know BBC it's Four like... buying in their dramas, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? It's very, even though this is sort of in England and you know is in the English language. Is it, it in isn't... England or is it in London? That be more specific. <laughs> We are That's watching a lot of things where people fall from things this week. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we that should have true. watched Channel 4's The Love Trap, maybe, with them women falling down them trapdoors as well, just to sort of keep on <laughs> the yeah, theme. Just to keep the, the symmetry. I found this very cold yeah. from her performance, which I I was spending so much time trying to work out what accent she was doing. I don't know yeah, if anyone know else... I didn't she was saying. doing one, or whether that's her... Yeah, I didn't think she was like doing one. English. I know Connie Nielsen more for sort of her working Hollywood films. I mean, she was in Gladiator, famously. That's what I know her from most. Joe and Rob live in this very much a ITV drama house, I would describe <laughs> it as. 
this is the second thing this year we've watched where someone's fallen down the stairs because obviously finding Alice, yeah. he fell down the stairs, didn't he, as well? We need more yeah. dramas in bungalows. That's what we need. <laughs> we don't know what these people do, but they must be rich to afford this yeah. house, that sort of yeah. thing. And yeah. it, I'll tell you, as I say, it reminded me a little bit of those Hall and Coburn dramas that we've had yes. so many of. They're yeah. like, uh, you, if you told me this was Hall and Coburn, I would have believed you. Um, <laughs> And again, the other thing it reminded me of, oddly, was Innocent with the Catherine Kelly one that we had earlier in the year, where yeah. it's a woman realising all these things have happened while she's been, you know, in prison in, in Innocent's case. But here, you know, she's lost uh, the memories of the last year. And mm. it's quite hard well, to believe. You're going to lose the memories of the last year. Last year wasn't a wasn't a No, no, no. Yeah, Wait yeah, till yeah. someone tells her about the pandemic. Um, <laughs> but... There wasn't much, I noticed there wasn't much music, you know, that no. it was all mainly in this one enclosed space. They didn't really go out of the house or, or guard, you know, in the, obviously she works out that she's been having an affair with the hunky gardener um, who they've hired within the last year. But all these things that have happened to her, you know, she's fallen out with her friend, her dad's gone into a home, her the daughter's now working in a bar and with a much older man. The dog's died. Yeah, we dog don't died. quite know what's happened to the son yet. When she um, has the dream where they all go to the coast and there's all these mermaids, I, I was thinking, right, this is a bit of a twist. You know, they haven't actually told us what time we're in or where we are or anything like that. You know, we've been stuck in the house. What if it is this fantasy thing? At least that's something. Oh, no, it's just a dream. Yeah. And then she finds something written on the in inside of the wardrobe and that's the end of it. And yeah. it, it, as you say, is one of these things I just feel like I've seen so many times before. I felt this moved a lot slower than the tower, I think, at least moved at a pace. This, I felt, moved slower yeah. than, the, than the tower did because it's not wanting to give too much away. Um, obviously, Which would you know, take a long time, falling from a tower or falling downstairs? Yeah. Well, it depends how big the tower is, Luke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this has gone in a very dark direction. Your basic staircase and like a three-floor tower, is it about the same? i say the tower would be shorter. Okay. <laughs> well, you have the deciding vote. Um, well, I think probably the tower would be shorter simply yeah, because okay. you'd be... Like falling it's and then sort of like a, gravity it's a big drop, isn't it? So yeah. that that explains why this felt longer. <laughs> Close to me is all available on all four, I believe, following its appearance at nine o'clock on Sunday on Channel Four. Finally, then uh, Del Gleish returns in a new incarnation, and so we have our resident Del Gleish expert <laughs> to walk us through how um, Bertie Carville did in Channel 5's latest adaptation. Mm -hmm. So um, this uh, adaptation is set in 1975, specifically January, February uh, 1975, at a nurse's training college somewhere in the countryside of England. It opens <laughs> uh, with a student nurse, Heather Pierce, undergoing a demonstration um, all the uh, nurses that are around her are third-year student nurses, and they are practising how to feed uh, a patient with a tube. Unfortunately, this goes wrong, and uh, Heather Pierce, the, peer, uh, the uh, nurse who is part of the demonstration, who the process is being demonstrated on, dies horrifically. And uh, because this is a uh, 
hospital in which a member of the cabinet is going to be having uh, an operation uh, in the, later on in the month. Uh, the chief surgeon, Stephen Courtney Briggs, calls the uh, head of the Metropolitan Police, the Met Commissioner, to send in his uh, most effective uh, investigator. And so he sends Detective Chief Inspector Adam Dalgleish. And uh, when Dalgleish arrives, he realises that there are quite a few people who might want Heather Pierce dead. It's not an accident, as the chief surgeon uh, loves to insist throughout the programme because he wants Dalgleish gone and he wants his hospital and uh, nursing college back up and running as normal. But Heather Pierce is probably killed because she's a bit of a blackmailer. And uh, this sets up Dalgleish's investigation as to who might have been driven to kill Heather Pierce so that they would no longer feel obliged to uh, give money to her or to help her out. Two of the ways that she gets people who she's blackmailing to, to do things for her. And the first episode uh, concludes with Dalgleish uh, rushing back to Nightingale House, realising that another one of the uh, nurses, a nurse who is a fan of his uh, poetry, Joe Fallon, is on the brink of death. Unfortunately, he arrives to find that she has also been murdered. And the second episode builds on that uh, as Dalgleish and his sergeant, played by Jeremy Irvin, investigate what could possibly be the link between the death of Heather Pierce and Josephine Fallon. Without giving anything away, I don't want to be held responsible for spoiling anything, like I spoiled Steady Eddie for those who haven't seen uh, that episode of Bloomberg. <laughs> uh, if you haven't read um, my piece, then I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a great adaptation of uh, the book. I thought Bertie Carvel uh, gave a great performance as Adam Dalgleish, and I thought it was a, a, a good adaptation in the sense that um, it was able to condense the novel into two uh, about hour long, including adverts, parts that were enjoyable and it didn't feel as if they were sort of cutting anything that had been um, in the books and a, and, and a part of the book. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on Dark Leash. This is the one of the three that I, I enjoyed. I think this was the... Oh, I thought it was going to be the tower. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. You know, this was a well a well-made piece of crime drama. It was very sort of Endeavour-esque, I felt. Mm -hmm. um, I felt that, that Bertie Carver was, was a, a good sort of steady hand. Mm. At, you know, he had that lightness of touch. You know, he was a very, you know, in some ways a warm character. You know, he, he was very sympathetic to these young nurses. He seemed to believe a lot of what he was being told by them. But there was sort of this tinge of sadness. You know, we, we learn about his wife. We learn, you know, that he is actually a published poet as well. The one thing I would say is it, it didn't fit. It felt like it was a little bit hidden away, you know, that on Channel 5 on a yeah. on a Thursday night. It feels like it should be on Sunday nights. Mm, it's yeah. like this costume drama. Yeah, then it would prime... be competing with Close to Me. I mean, they're not mad at Channel 5. <laughs> <laughs> They've not been to my taste, but like their adaptation of All Creatures Great and Small is beloved by a mm. big section of society. And the American critics, when they got it on PBS, fell in love with it as well. So mm. Channel 5 have been having a degree of success by resurrecting mm. these sort of well-respected, well-known parts of and society. putting Sally Lindsay and everything as well. Well, that's <laughs> where they've gone a bit wrong. This yeah. definitely feels like something that could be sort of, as you say, like All Creatures Great and Small, 
could be a calling card for Channel 5. I mean, this isn't the first time that this has been adapted. You know, it's certainly it's a strong leading performance, you know, an intriguing plot. Again, it passed the time quite, you know, it, it went at a pace I was never bored like I was, certainly we were close to me. Yeah, so that's my thoughts on it, really. Yeah, I shouldn't have let you go first because you basically <laughs> had exactly the same thoughts as me. I thought it was really well made. I thought the character was very believable. I liked the central mystery and I liked the um, the period nudges. Is it something that I'm going to stick with? No, probably not. Mm. But it's incredibly well made. It feels like if this was on the BBC over Christmas, a lot of people would have seen this and be talking yeah. about this. And I know Channel 5 are doing better in getting their dramas out and they sort of know what their audience wants. But I do think it's a misstep putting it midweek because it may mm. get lost in the shuffle. Because on one hand, you could say, well, people will watch it on catch-up. But then I think yeah. this audience wants to be watching it at the time it's on in front of the television. So yeah. I don't know whether Thursday and Friday is quite the right place for that. It. That definitely mm. is the Channel 5 audience. Yes, it's the definitely. in front of the TV audience. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. And they've learned, they've learned that over the last few years, I think, because they didn't make a lot of drama and they found this niche of adapting and updating these well, well-beloved well properties that they can put their own spin on uh, that feel old-fashioned but contemporary enough that they don't alienate younger people like Will, Matt I'm... and myself. Yeah, I mean, I think the having seen the thing that Ben Froe did at Edinburgh a couple of years ago where he actually went to someone's house and said, why don't you watch Channel 5? Mm. Um, I believe most of their audience is in Yorkshire, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree with everything. It was, it was the easiest of all the three to watch. I sort of put it off until I read Will's piece and he was so passionate Aww. about it that I thought I've got you know, isn't that nice Will yeah it is there's not obviously what I was expecting as soon as it started I expected it to be really fuddy duddy and sort yeah. of, but it, it started threw you straight into the action yeah. um, but I think of, of the three shows we had to pick from this week this was my favourite and uh, I didn't expect it to be and good on Channel 5 for knowing their audience and providing for them the way that they are, because I think this deserves to be a big hit for them. Is there anything else sort of we wanted to talk about? Any sort of ongoing shows? Is there anything you're watching uh, at the moment, Will, that you're enjoying? Uh, well, I know uh, Luke's enjoying it as well, but I've been watching Impeachment on uh, BBC Two, oh, and I've been really enjoying that. Will. I'm enjoying <laughs> that too, Will. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Yeah. No, I've, I've been really enjoying that. So, yeah, yeah that's really one good. of the, the things She's, I've been watching. The two, the two central female performances are, are just the best, I think. Yeah, yeah. they're great, aren't they? Sarah we'll talk, we'll talk later about it, Luke, because I okay. have seen the most recent episode. Okay, okay. But <laughs> my, I, I mean, my, my thoughts on it, you, you sort of know that I enjoy the performances, but some of the dialogue and some of the other performances put me off a little bit. So... Mm. He's got a thing against Paula Jones, and I think Anthony Ashford does a great job as that character. No, I, 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 I when, think she does a great sorry, job. Sorry, when did I say that? I just said it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I thought you no, said that no, her, her, her story doesn't fit the rest of it, is what you said. 
I, I feel felt like they like, shoehorn yeah, her in. I felt that I felt that in terms of creating this drama, because you I, you are right, you have to have Paula Jones in there. But in terms of structuring the drama, I felt that the Paula Jones thing felt a little removed from everything else, and they it, it seemed to me that they felt a strain to put it in. It had to be in there, and I agree, yeah. and I enjoyed the performance. But it does feel separate from everything else, and that was my point. I think what it does really well, and we, is that I never, I was never really um, invested or engaged with the Monica Lewinsky story, and I would hope that if this happened to a twenty-four-year-old now, that the world would be a bit more sympathetic to her. Mm. And it's yeah. fascinating that in my lifetime. This girl who made a, let's be honest, a, not a very smart decision to begin with, but she was naive mm. and she was groomed and all this. And the the American media and just just took sides and made both her and Linda Tripp a um a, a figure of fun. And I I don't mm. really understand that. And but they you know, still you, do that now with yeah. you, you know with young women like you know what happened yeah. with Britney Spears for example. Mm. Yeah. Um, we had Jackson on who didn't get to see the show, but he said how un, uh, unpopular and disliked Linda Tripp was. And I, I find her quite a fascinating character, at least mm. in this portrayal. Because, yes, she, for lack of a better phrase, threw her friend under the bus, but I don't understand why she was so disliked. Because mm. she did that for the wrong reason for the right reasons even though it was incredibly devious and perhaps wrong to thrust this young girl into the spotlight but yeah i find her really fascinating i mm. would love to I, i've been spending my week as empty as it is watching youtube clips of the real people and going yeah they went through hell and it's a fascinating yeah. drama because of it anything else you've been watching will that you wanted to bring people's attention to that maybe um i've been seen. watching um dr death on uh stars play which i have been uh stars enjoying play. this is yeah, a no, joshua I've... jackson drama based on the podcast which is airing on peacock in the yes. u.s the streaming service there i now this has got alec baldwin jesse ja jesse jackson no jesse, <laughs> joshua, jesse, joshua, jackson. joshua jackson and somebody else is it um, christian slater my Impressions of this purely from reading reviews and mm -hmm. Twitter sphere land, um, yeah. where this that is quite trashy and, and not very down to earth. Is it quite I, heightened and a bit trashy, or is it worth I'm, my time looking into it? I think I can understand why people would think it is a bit um, trashy, but I think in a way it has to be a bit trashy because the actual character of Christopher Dunch was a bit of a a sleazy guy so there are sort of the quite um quite often uh scenes with him and uh his uh friend who he ends up operating on uh in like strip clubs and things like that so it is sort of like sleazy but it's kind of like reflecting that the uh that the actual guy uh christopher dunch was quite a, a a sleazy person so i i can understand why people are saying that and um, one thing that i think can sometimes alienate viewers with it is that as with a lot of American dramas, it has a tendency of going from several different um, timelines. So there, are, so there, so there are bits where it's sort of like, oh, this is like in 2012, 
um, when he um, working in uh, Texas as as a as a doctor. This is going back to the 1990s. I can understand that that would put um, quite uh, yeah, a few people off. I don't like it, yeah. but I think I'm just going to have to accept that that's how dramas are made nowadays. Yeah. Everybody seems to do them to a degree. Yeah. What we've learned there, though, Matt, which we didn't know, is what three names gives you is access to stars play. <laughs> I, I don't know anyone else with stars play. Do you, do you subscribe to it, Will? I, well, I subscribe to it um, through uh, Rakuten. Uh, so uh, I subscribe to it see, that again, way. He's, he's twisting all the curves. <laughs> Nobody knows what, what, what is What is Rakuten? So Rakuten is a um, uh, film subscription service uh, where you can pay a certain amount for access to Stars Play and, and, and some other films as well. Uh, but it's also a service where you can buy films and, and watch them on there and watch them on your TV or any other uh, compatible devices. Yeah, yeah, you, you keep, keep them. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go... you keep them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 you keep them. So you so you buy them outright. You can buy them outright yeah. and you keep them. So um, even if you haven't got, like, a subscription to Stars Play or any of the other stuff, you can still um, keep the films and, and watch them as many times as you want. We always Matt only said to me not that long ago, nobody watches Stars Play and we found <laughs> you. We found the one person. Well, because the things that have been on there, that like High Fidelity or the, the the app, which is on five star at the moment, and the great the great was on Stars Play, wasn't it? Before yeah. it made yeah. it on Channel Four. Yeah. Which is weird because that... it's a Hulu show, so I don't even understand yeah. that. Yeah, that was that was one of the things that initially um, got me interested in um, watching Stars Play and subscribing to it because I saw that the great was on there, and so I That's watched great. it. Via uh, Stars Play before it went on to Channel 4. Okay, so this week we have discussed close to me on Channel 4, The Tower on ITV, and Dalgleish on Channel 5. They're all available for you to see now, should you wish to. Will, where can people find you and listen to your podcast if they so wish? So you can find me on Twitter at WBarberTaylor. Unfortunately, Twitter wouldn't let me have the full three names in. Uh, my username so i'm having to go with uh, w instagram? So, <laughs> instagram yeah. Allow it? yeah no instagram that... allows it i i have the full three names there will okay. barber taylor on instagram uh but <laughs> i mean you can follow me there if you want but uh, on twitter at w barber taylor and if you'd like to listen to uh, my podcast the debated podcast which covers all things to do with politics you can find it on itunes spotify podbeam uh youtube all sorts of other places that you might listen to podcasts okay well thank you will for joining us and as i will give it another plug uh will's piece on del gleesh which does sound like i'm starting to rap that Nicki minaj <laughs> might finish uh, is that's a contemporary reference is that yes and it just uh, it should be lizzo really if i want to be properly con- contemporary but i don't want to alienate our listenership um <laughs> <laughs> you can find that online now at thecustardtv.com also on there uh, Milo's piece about why uh, The Last Kingdom should happily fill the void left by Game of Thrones and a long deep dive into the Americans from the Mile as well as to why that is one of the best shows of the last 20 years uh, you can find all of that and more online at thecustardtv.com Matt you're on Twitter aren't you and you tweet the Barely. podcast out when I forget that you're there <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's TV Bites is there. I'm at Luke Custard TV, and the website again is thecustardtv.com. 
We will be back soon to discuss, amongst other stuff, Dope Sick on uh, Disney Plus, Star on Disney Plus, which I am very keen to see. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Thank you, Will. Have a great rest of your day, whatever you're doing. No, I'm probably going to watch Blue Murder. Well, you got yourself <laughs> on the, the ITV you... hub. Not the ones you've spoiled, I hope. Because you know Not the one knows. I've spoiled, no. Because I, yeah, Do you I have know. it on DVD or something, Will? Or is yeah, it no, just... I do have it on DVD, yeah. Of course he does. He's not an animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just didn't think young people had physical media anymore. Was that just well, a myth? No, I think it's a bit of a myth. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of stuff is streamable now, so you don't have to have physical media of it but like blue murder for example is <laughs> as you mentioned is very difficult to find so you have to have a physical copy of it so what was the last physical tv show you bought uh wycliffe <laughs> <laughs> right that seems like a good place to, <laughs> to end i didn't realize will was actually 78 <laughs> <laughs> Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off, and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.